to think about it, a Kia's podcast about all things marketing. We are Jamie Geierman and Ryan Steenbrook, and today we're talking about communication tools to simplify your life. Now, we're not talking about the phone or email or even in-person meetings. We're talking about some different platforms that some of us here have used, some of our clients have used, and wanted to give everyone an overview of what some of the benefits are um, and also some reasons why they might not be so good. Um, I think it's important to begin by saying that if you're looking to use one of these tools because you are working with teammates who are not engaged and are not responding to emails or are not responding to um, project timelines or requests or um, participating um, you know, in, in, their, um, in what their role should be within a project, these tools are probably not going to change that. It's not going to make them more engaged and more um, and participate more. People have to be willing to use these tools to sign on to them. It, it is an extra step um, to do so other than just checking your, your regular emails. So it's very important to make sure that people are going to be open and willing to do that before you try to introduce them um, into your workplace. Yeah, I think that you really kind of hit the nail on the head, Jamie. It's not, you know, there's a difference between meeting people where they're at. So we talk about that a lot in communications. Like we want to make sure we're reaching out to people via the channels or platforms that they, um, you know, are using. But uh, if someone's not engaged in their inbox, it really doesn't mean that they're going to be engaged with this new tool. There's a lot of effort that goes into them. And I think another thing that's important to mention is um, even when you launch something like this, you can't just kind of roll it out there and like, okay, let's play ball. It's kind of, you have to be a really, um, a strategic approach to really launching it with your organization. And some of the ones that we're going to talk about today, we have personal experience with some of them. We've just kind of have seen secondhand and seen that they've worked well or haven't worked well. So I think we can kind of dive on into the couple that we had uh, picked out here. The first one that we have listed is Trello. Yes. So Trello is good when you are working with people who maybe aren't all under the same roof. So if you're in an organization that has um, multiple offices or you've got a lot of remote employees, it's a great tool to kind of get everybody on the same page. And what Trello offers is um, it allows you to create boards where you can set up different tasks or projects for people. Um, you have the ability to um, communicate with one another, um, kind of similar to like a, like a, ch like a chat. Um, and it's, it's really nice because it allows people working on a specific project or a team to kind of come together and, and um, see what's going on from a holistic standpoint. And in doing so, this will start to limit the number of emails. I know, you know, here at IKEA, um, when we have multiple people working on something and you send an email out uh, to get feedback, you're going to get a, a bunch of different responses. And it's not always easy to track the order of the responses. Um, someone's feedback feedback might contradict another person. So um, here you can kind of see that all at once and just, you know, know where things are at within the process. Yeah, Trello, um, I'm sure there's some people out there that have kind of heard of the project management tool Basecamp. Very, very similar. Um, I think Trello um, is just the interface of it is a little more playful, a little more interactive, things like that. Basecamp's kind of the basics, which that might be perfect for what you're trying to do. It really just depends on your organization and what's going to work well. But like Jamie said, the big thing with, with all of these tools, but Trello, um, you know, specifically if, if people aren't going to be on board and no pun intended, cause Jamie said these boards, but, um, if people are going to be on board and really interact with it, you're going to lose, you know, the essence of the tool and what it is. So. 
Yep. So the next one we have is Slack. And I know that that's something Slack. that is used here at IKEA by some teams. Um, some people are more engaged with it than others. And Slack is uh, similar to Trello, except it's, it's more so um, of a platform that allows you to just have a, an ongoing running chat with a group of people. So, um, you know, this is, is helpful, again, in those situations where you've got a lot of people um, who need to weigh in on certain things um, and give, give feedback and give opinions. And you can kind of see that all at once rather than getting a, a bunch of different emails. Um, and it, I guess that allows you to kind of follow, you know, the, the, the path of feedback as, as well. Yeah, Slack is something I've used it in the past. And it, I don't know, I have really mixed feelings about it because there's part of it where I see it could be super useful because it allows a small group of people that are doing a project to take, kind of take things offline and continue the conversation outside of your inbox, which I think could be helpful. But it does also have that kind of group text feel. And I don't know if you've ever been in a group text. Then you're just like, okay, well, 15 notifications from Slack. I wonder how these are going. So it, there is that factor. So in a lot of ways, when I used it, I saw the benefits of it because it was like, okay, this is kind of cool because when you need immediate answers, it's easy for people to pick up their phone. It is a mobile app. So um, they kind of work with it from in there. But then there's also the factor of all you've done is take these things that were in my inbox and would be in my inbox and move them to an app on my phone. So I think that's something you need to be aware of with Slack. Um, I know we keep saying it, but it's just one of those things where you have to look at your specific need in the specific project. And if it makes sense for, Hey, it's going to be a pretty small group. I think Slack, if you have like four or five people, that's when it's going to be ideal. When you have a large team, you know, eight, 10 people, it's going to be ridiculous because someone could say something as simple as like, okay, is everyone on board? And then you have eight notifications or everyone saying, okay, which I don't think anyone wants to experience. And then, you know, that just kind of turns off your users as well. It makes people not want to use it. And and then it's going to fail ultimately. So, yeah, I, I agree. And I think the other thing you need to consider too, is if you've got team members that are working on multiple projects, which is often the case in, in many organizations, um, how many different groups are they going to be on within Slack? And each time you're part of a different group, then that's, yet another discussion board that you're going to have to mm -hmm. check into. So does that really, um, is that really a benefit then of, of moving away from email and just using one, one platform to manage conversations? If now you're maybe on, you know, working on four different projects with four different teams, then that's that many more things that you have to check on a regular basis. So yeah. then you just have to use your judgment on whether or not it makes sense um, given the group that you're working with. Yeah. In whole Slack, small groups works great when you start to, Add a lot of cooks in the kitchen, it just becomes a little bit of a nuisance. So next one we're going to talk about, I know you have some fantastic opinions on this, Jamie, <laughs> Yammer. Um, so for everyone that doesn't know, Yammer used to be kind of its own, um, it was essentially just a social network for corporations, and it got bought out by Microsoft. So Microsoft now owns it, and basically it really is kind of like Facebook for corporate. And it, even before Microsoft bought it, I have to be honest, I did not see a lot of success with this one. We, we have a lot of clients that kind of tried to implement this. And um, it's one of those things where it's like a social media network and people go to social media in general just to kind of escape work. So to the, the thought of going on social media to talk about work or keep updated on work, just it, it I guess it just really doesn't have an appeal. And it, I've, I mean, to be candid, I've never seen a Yammer launch go. It, it might start out okay, but I've never seen one go and be, be fully successful. I'm sure they're out there somewhere, but like I said, just being candid, I've, I've never seen Yammer really work that well. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan. I think it's just, it tries to do too much. Um, and it, it's, 
you know, between the discussion board and um, the ability to collaborate within different documents and stuff, um, I just don't. And then the, obviously the social function to it as well. I think it's just, it's just too much, and there's you know other tools that we already all have that you can continue to use um, that will allow you to you know still collaborate with other people, um, even just you know going back and using Google Docs if you're trying to edit something at the same time or you want to make sure multiple people have access. I think that's a, a better um, tool to use, and you know as Ryan said, you know we go to social media to kind of escape work, so to try to infuse that into a tool that you're not required to use at work, I just just don't, I don't think it mixes well together. I guess I get the principle, like the, the idea behind it, like, oh, hey, people love social media, so we'll just make social media corporate and just kind of, like I said, there might be a case study out there. If you if you have one, our emails are in the description. Please reach out to me and tell me how Yammer has changed your corporate communications because um, I really haven't seen it. So if you guys are new to the podcast, we have a special segment that we call Ben in 10. So if you don't know, Ben Brugler is our president here at IKEA, and he tends to be a little bit of a talker. So we thought that it'd be a you know, fun little thing to do as we're kind of doing this is uh, he's heard everything that we've talked about. He's heard about Trello. He's heard about Slack. He's heard about Yammer. So he's going to give us his opinion on internal communication tools in 10 seconds. So Ben, what'd you think? The tool alone won't create the change you want. Hate to tell you, but technology is only as good as the user, unless it's Slack then it's awesome. All right, very interesting. Uh, I got um, Did you think he was going to get it in 10 seconds? Like no, there was, I did not. I spent, there was no way I thought he was going to make... Not. Yeah, like just so you know, we will cut him off in the future if, if, he, uh, if he actually goes past 10 seconds, his mic just cuts off. So that's the whole point of Ben and 10. But um, thank you guys for stopping in and listening to us today. Hopefully you found some of this information pretty useful. You can always check us out at thinkaboutit.ikea.com. If you have questions for Jamie and I, just shoot us a note. Um, Also, our personal emails are listed in the notes section of the podcast. So if there's anything you guys would like to hear us discuss in the future, feel free to reach out to either of us or that kind of general email email address at thinkaboutit.ikea.com. And if there's uh, nothing else you want to discuss, Jamie, I think we can send it off for the day. Sounds good. Thanks, Ryan.